0: Hi, welcome to Sitcom Geeks. I'm Dave Cohen. And I'm James Carey. We're at the Leicester Comedy Festival, in fact, and uh, we're about to go off and record, uh, do a live recording, um, which will be coming out soon. Yes. But in the meantime... Well, also,
1: you'll be able to hear it almost straight away if you're a subscriber on Patreon. Of course. So if you join us on Patreon, you get loads of audio goodies, uh, sneak previews, full versions of stuff. The last one with Paul Mayhew Archer was absolutely brilliant, the episode. And the whole interview is available on Patreon. Yeah. So think about that. Google us. Look for us, Sitcom Geeks, Patreon, whatever. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not doing a terribly good job there, am I? But <laughs> no, no, no. That's yeah. fine.
0: That's all good. And I just. I was going to add that. In fact, we're uh, creating a sitcom on uh, Patreon as well. We've just done. We've just done a little episode of, of that. So uh, episode
1: of... four. So we're going to dump four episodes of that on yeah. our Patreon page as well. Very soon. For subscribers. So yeah. look out for that. It's coming.
0: Yeah. So yes, it's uh, it's February. So um, a lot of you have been. Uh, your New Year's resolutions will have uh, faded by now. But, a distant uh, memory. Yeah. Mm. But we have got things to look forward to. The BBC Writers' Room uh, Comedy Window will be opening soon, and we'll mm. talk. We'll talk a little bit about um, the. the Sort of things. We we did a brilliant uh, podcast with them last year. We which did, were, which you can go and look oh, okay. at, and and it will in the show notes. We'll
1: put a link to the those episodes, ah. but they are. We spoke to um, Simon Nelson and Amanda, and that was mm-hmm. great. Probably, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, But we'll start with some uh, questions, and uh, with some uh, topical question. We've had from uh, Paul Carenza. Uh, hello, Paul. Hello, Paul. Great comedy writer and performer. He says, will ITV ever do sitcom again or do we have to wait till they cancel Coronation Street? Ouch. Ouch, yes. He is referring, of course, to the uh, head of ITV, Kevin Ligo, who's basically said, uh, uh, was asked, what's the future of uh, comedy on ITV? And he said, bleak. Uh, And he said, nobody wants to watch uh, comedy on ITV, or at least they do. If they want to watch comedy, uh, they can get it from Coronation Street. Uh, Well,
1: is it? I mean, Coronation Street, people tell me how funny Coronation Street is, and I'm very much inclined to believe them. But that it, 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 it is not a sitcom and does not quite do the same function, does it?
0: No. Well, i watched Coronation Street a lot in the, my teenage years and in the 70s and then later in the 80s. Uh, and I, I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it for its comedy. And it made me want to watch more comedy. And I had the choice at that time. And I would watch things like um, The Dustbin Men on ITV and The Lovers and Rising Damp, all those great mm. ITV sitcoms then. Um, so it's... Not like ITV doesn't make comedy or hasn't made comedy and hasn't made brilliant comedy. It always yeah. it always has, and so. it still
1: makes comedy. It's on mm. ITV too, yeah. and um, and if you go back and listen to the episode we did with uh, Saskia Schuster, who was the controller of comedy and I, of ITV, you will hear what you know how passionate she is mm. about comedy. So um, you know, and,
0: and in fact, just to update uh, after Kevin Ligo's comments about Coronation Street, there was a, a, a bit of an uproar, and uh, a lot of people have. Uh, complained about that and the main the main takeaway from what he said was that there will be no sitcom on ITV this year in other words the only two sitcoms uh, Bad Move and Birds of a Feather wouldn't be on well uh, the update on that Saskia who's the head of comedy at ITV has said that is not necessarily the case and she also added that ITV is still committed to making comedy and making sitcom um, which is great and they do make they make great sitcoms on itv too.
1: Hmm. Klebs is still doing very well and yeah. i don't know if they're doing more so, of that so
0: yeah and... time wasters which yeah. i really liked one of my favorite shows of last year and there's a, i think they've made the second series or they've, ser- they've certainly uh, written it by now so um so yeah so there are good uh good sitcoms and you'd sort of think well really itv2 is pretty much like they're doing what sort of bbc2 used to do and you could easily i, I could e- imagine that easily plebs And or time wasters both uh, moving to ITV, you know, from ITV One, from uh, the from two, and getting a much wider audience. There's nothing about those shows that I would say, oh, they're just too, they're too left field. There's nothing. They're they're, they're perfect shows to go out 10:30 on a Monday night on ITV One. I would have thought. But could they go? Here's the question:
1: Could they go from ITV to the BBC, like? Ah. What's the only sitcom that's ever done that?
0: Men Behaving Badly.
1: Exactly. And we had a question about that. Uh, so oh, this, uh,
0: is, this is like a, a radio DJ segue. Comedy Connections. Yeah. Great,
1: great segue, babe. You're listening to yes. sitcom geeks. Here we go. Ian Page uh, says, The story of Men Behaving Badly. Have yeah. you ever read a book and thought it would, it would make, make a it great it. sitcom?
0: Yes.
1: And so Men Behaving Badly uh, by Simon Knight was mm. originally a book and somebody read it and thought this would make a great sitcom. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another book which turned into a sitcom uh, a very famous sitcom, which
0: is of course Reggie Perrin. Reggie Perrin, and if we had Jonathan Coe with us, uh, of course Jonathan Coe mentioned when in his teenage years in the seventies, all sorts of books. Are that I think it might have been the other way around, wasn't yeah. it? That that they wrote they, books they based wrote on sitcoms. Man About the House, based on the TV success, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, books that would make uh, sitcoms. The three first books of joseph heller well, the first the first 20 years of his right. writing career yeah um uh, catch 22 something happened good as gold. well catch catch 22 kind of effectively became mashed to some yeah. extent um so um so that's already been done but something happened well, i suppose something happened became the office really as well uh so as i'm i'm thinking aloud about this um but the other book was uh, good as gold and that's that that would have made a nice. Um, I'm currently
1: sitcom. reading Pillars of the Earth uh, about a twelfth the, the construction of a twelfth century cathedral. Um, I don't think that would make a terribly good <laughs> no, sitcom. No, no. In a way, I mean, uh, it, it doesn't happen that often because uh, sitcom. I suspect if you're reading a book and you think this would make a great sitcom, it's probably not a very good book. And I and I and I say that because um, sitcom uh, novels and movies are very similar in the fact that. The protagonist goes on a journey and changes, and as a rule, sitcom characters don't yeah. change, which is why the movie versions of sitcoms tend to not work yeah. or feel like movies. Is because they are, they look superficially similar, but they are actually philosophically
0: very different. Well, in fact, this is one of the main things that I've been uh, thinking about, and then when people say, "Well, what's the difference between sitcom and comedy drama?" So eight well. quid. <laughs> sorry thank you bill bailey that's a bill bailey yes yeah. um that that's something that uh, we were going to talk about Anyway, we might yeah. as well talk about it now but i think that that that's uh on the one hand comedy characters don't learn mm. and then on the other hand and drama characters do learn so you're you're kind of asking contradictory uh questions i mentioned this in, in my book the complete comedy writer available from all good computers yeah about the the How how do you deal with that? And I think and and I may have even mentioned it before on here, but a a character like Phil Dunphy in Modern Family, he does learn. He learns every episode. Um, He tries to be the kind of father that the kids don't want him to be, Mm. and two thirds of the way through, everything is terrible. He's Mm. made it everything worse, and he learns that actually, well, no, if you just be yourself, be natural, things will be okay, and things work out. And then next week he comes back and makes the mistake again. Um, so he does learn, he, but he also forgets. Yeah, which is which again is is completely believable, and that's yeah. maybe a way that you can make a kind of uh, you you can uh, strengthen the narrative uh, in, in your sitcom, and you can you can have growth as long as it then is taken away an in, in a believable way for the next episode when they come back and make that same mistake again.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know if there are any other uh, novels that it would be very interesting to hear what people say. Yeah. If you want to engage with this, why don't you look at us uh, on our Facebook page and leave mm. uh, some some messages and say, all oh, about this episode um mm. i think whatever would have made a good sitcom or may yet yeah, and you know maybe mm. we could get the rights and we could we could do it yeah um let's all do it together yeah uh, oh dear. i'm
0: currently writing something which i tried to write as a sitcom about 7 years ago uh, and i'm now trying to write it as a novel so um yeah so you never know really you never know you never know but how there are or, fundamental yeah.
1: differences uh, in the in the genre which mean that um it is uh, it is different. Why don't we talk mm. briefly about uh, a bit of news, um, which yeah. is the Craft of Comedy yeah. Festival.
0: Bad news, unfortunately. Which is uh,
1: temporary bad news, um, yeah. because we are big fans of the Craft of Comedy Festival, which happens in Chlandudno, thanks to Steve Doherty, who is yeah. very much a friend of the show and a very nice man.
0: And a great producer, radio <laughs> producer.
1: Indeed. So um, so the the news is, uh, so it was in June last year. Yeah. Uh, it was a great festival, great get-together um, it isn't happening this year no or at least there are no plans for it to happen in June this year yeah uh, never say never um, mm. but but at the moment um, the the way that whole event is put together hmm. it's it sort of it still doesn't quite wash its face is what my dad would say <laughs> have you come across that expression i
0: haven't come across yeah that, that yeah. doesn't yeah, yeah he says
1: you know my, my dad um helps run an agricultural festival called Froom the Froom cheese show oh which i'll have you know is the second most prestigious <laughs> cheese show in the uk i, I kid the kid thing, you know how, what is the first well I, i'm amazed i even have to tell Cheddar. you it, no it's it, oh. it's not it's in nantwich Oh, of so cool. Nantwich is the oh, is, the really? is okay. the really big one. Okay, and then Froome Show comes second. Oh. If you want to sell your cheeses in supermarkets, you're right. going to need to win some awards at Froome Cheese Show. Okay, or um, Nantwich, okay. Um, which sounds a bit too much like sandwich for my liking. But anyway, um, but my dad will always refer to whether the, whether the show washes <laughs> its face or not, by which oh, yeah. it means it sort of. It basically breaks, even yeah. or slightly better, yeah. but uh, it sounds like it wasn't quite washing its face. Yeah.
0: Yes, and I think it's it's difficult to know. I mean, I organised two conferences a few years ago for the with the British Comedy Guide, mm. and you've uh, only just recovered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were, on, uh, you know, on, on, on kind of on every level, they were extremely successful, uh, except for the fact that it's that there's a limited number of people who the the sort of people you want to come to a a comedy uh, festival aren't necessarily the people who've got enormous amounts of money, but Mm. you have to, it has to cost a bit to Mm. be able to afford to hire a venue and get drinks in and everything. And and for all the speakers to be paid. Mm. Um, Or at least
1: even their their, uh, costs to be covered and that kind of stuff as well. But you should be paying some speakers, but some, some but not all need payments some are salaried and then it's not appropriate for them to charge but you can't do it on no you can't do it on nothing can you no
0: no absolutely and um so it's whether or not you can find the sort of sponsors who might be interested in putting on a conference anyway and uh i think it's 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 always a the 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 balance uh between doing that and getting the extra you know the the amount of work it takes to get a few extra people to come to, to to yeah. cover your costs you know and it, it, it is it is a lot of work mm-hmm. and especially for you know basically Steve's doing it on his own or with a with the uh, director of the um, the theatre in mm-hmm. uh, Chlandid now and um, it's you know it's very it's a very it's it's not like a big corporation or something. Yeah. So, uh, so it's not yeah. it's not
1: necessarily gone forever or dead no, and buried, but no. at the moment it's like it's you know, they should just hit pause for a bit. Well as you out.
0: pointed out, Glastonbury only happens every two years. Yeah. So um yeah. they could um, yeah, you know, we could have Flandigo lying,
1: lying fallow for a year. Yes, exactly, yes. Well, wow. I mean the grass will be even greener <laughs> and when we come back yeah the, the, the sea will be even bluer. Yeah. Um and yeah. Uh, but it, yeah, we having been I think till All of them, I think, or at least um, the most recent ones. Yeah. It is brilliant, but it's hard to persuade people of that. And, you know, and it's Mm. expensive to get there and to stay there. And people who don't go don't know how great it is. And it's quite hard to
0: convince them. Mm. I think it's potentially, I think it could be as big a comedy festival as Edinburgh. It has the sort of feel of, because it's so, it, it's such a grand seaside mm. town. It's got an amazing beachfront and there's just lots and lots of places to stay. Mm. Um, and there's a you know a tourist uh, board that's you yeah. know, desperate to get people along. We'll do whatever it takes. Mm. Uh, it just feels like that and there's no reason why people couldn't just, Go yeah. there for a week. I mean people go to Edinburgh for four weeks and I was yeah. go, you know, like people go from all over the world yeah, to, yeah. to the Edinburgh Festival. I've just I've just decided I'm not going
1: to, by the way, to do Edinburgh. To do Edinburgh. Yeah. Oh really. I was thinking oh. about
0: Edinburgh in various forms. I've
1: got a new show coming up mm. um called uh, A Turbulent Priest. And right. if you Google it, a turbulent priest you will yeah. see it's a show about the yeah. murder of Thomas Beckett. Okay. And I was thinking, Oh, I could run that at the fringe and I thought yeah. Or I could not. Yes. And save myself. What money are you going to do? Are you
0: going to burn lots of ten pound and fifty pound, yes. 20 twenty yes. pound notes yeah. in the middle of a city centre and probably get as much publicity? Yes, yeah. Or just start yeah. a
1: YouTube channel and spend the same yeah. amount of time yeah. doing yeah. that. So, uh-huh. so I might, I may yet do that. Mm. But, uh, but anyway, it, these are, you know, everyone's trying to make their own decisions mm. but anyway we just thought we would bring you that yeah that bit of news uh, for those who are thinking when are tickets going to be on sale and the answer is yeah. not for a while right um so another question here shall we uh, yeah. get uh, down to
0: yeah we've um got from uh, tim dawson there's one another another friend of the show yes, indeed. Tim and great comedy writer uh he wants to know if there are any shows there's a show that you like and i don't and vice versa i'm trying to think we, we, we we've Tend to agree on a lot of things. I think actually. we do. You're, I think you're, because you're a profoundly nice
1: person. You tend to be more tolerant of comedy generally, and I, <laughs> um, and I just sort of after ten minutes start shouting at the TV and switch over. Um, so yeah, I don't know if there's any howling classics that you yeah. know that that you love, and I just think I just don't mm. get it. Yeah, um, I knew. I
0: kind of was waiting. I, I, I like. Uh, a lot about the Good Place, and I oh. and I knew that uh, I had a feeling that you wouldn't like it, right, on religious grounds. Yes, and I and I was I was pleased to say I was correct on you that. You were correct. Yeah. Yes. So a Good Place, um... it's a Good Place, and I don't I don't love the Good Place because I I, I, I think there are uh, problems. I have I have a lot of problems with it, but uh, I think it's sort of funny enough, and there's it's sort of interesting enough philosophically to kind of keep me going, and watch it with. Family and the kids like it and find it really funny. And that's always a helpful yeah. thing. But, uh, but you, yeah, I, you don't yeah. like it on any I, level. I, well, really, no, I sort you know? of... I, Ted Danson
1: is great in it. Yeah. I like I like the scale and ambition of it. I just find it... it I find it hard to watch just because, for example, that opening, the, the, there's this video explaining how the afterlife works. And right. it's like, oh, we, we measure how many good works you've done and then whether you're in the top 1% or all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff we're there for. And so... You know, I'm a I'm a Christian and so uh, I think I know how that works. <laughs> I and, could see it
0: I could see that getting your back up very And so early it's on, just right. like, well, yeah.
1: if, if 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 you know, if you have to have done good things and be a good person mm. to get in, well then none of us would get in because none of us is a good person. Um, and that's sort of basic the basic tenet of, of Orthodox Christianity. Um, and I and I know I get it, it's a made up show and I I, I totally yeah. I don't want it to be a Christian show. Mm. Um, but also, I found, but I, at the same time, I just I find it a little bit itchy and frustrating. It's a bit like watching a show about you know if they made a show about writers and you just think, well, I know how writers write and they don't write like that. This is a this is you mm. know if you work in a hospital, you probably don't watch Holby uh, because you just go, well, this is this is mm. a tele hospital. This isn't
0: actually a hospital. Yeah. So um, well, that's an interesting because that's another one that maybe uh, I I. Originally, felt when I first saw Friday Night Dinner, uh, right. and I I didn't really like it, and and I think maybe there was a part of me that, and almost certainly there was a part of me that was kind of uh, thinking, well. Why aren't I? Why aren't my Jewish sitcoms getting on? Ah. And so there's a, probably a little bit of uh, anger and jealousy and envy and all those kind of really awful feelings that we all have all the time but pretend not to have. Um, but again, went back to it, and there are there are definitely like two duff episodes in every series, uh, and I probably had seen a couple of the duff ones, but uh, there are there are some brilliant episodes as well. Mm. So I. I really like that but you've you've what have you watched enough to be able to say i you only watched
1: a, i only watched a couple of the first series right. and i just ended up not not engaging with it um, Okay. uh are you also yeah so there are shows which i i watched and i like like uh i watched chewing gum and thought right. oh, oh this, yeah this, like that. You this looks know, good yeah as in i i thought it was good yeah. and i kind of liked it but i thought this doesn't feel like it's for yeah. me um, and so I just thought, oh, hooray, some people are making a funny <laughs> show. And Susan McComb is in it as well, I think is brilliant. Yeah. i would worked with her on Bluestone. But just going back, it's interesting, isn't it, how we feel like if we know something and somebody else writes the sitcom about it, then it's all <laughs> gone wrong. And in a way, I feel a bit like that with Rev. Right. Um, mm. Because to me, Rev feels like... Um, it's another frustrating watch to me because he's um a spiritual disaster area. Right. And so it's it, it sort of fetishizes sort of vulnerability and unbelief. No. Um and um and I don't that's not something yeah. I suffer from a great deal. No. But I also realize that um I I if I wrote a show like that I don't think people would like it. Mm. And because I'm actually too close to it and so I would be too defensive about the church. I would be too uh, so I actually wouldn't be the person to write mm. it. And it's interesting that, you know, my TV show, Bluestone Two, was a show about bomb disposal in Afghanistan, which I knew nothing about. Yeah. And my only military experience, really, was doing CCF, the cadet force, at <laughs> right. school, yeah. and yeah. hating it. Yeah. Um, but it was something that I was prepared to find out a lot about, and yeah. I found really interesting. And I, and I was hopefully able to be a little bit objective about it mm. and give an honest... Uh, portrayal of that world. Yeah. And I still get a lot of begrudging compliments from soldiers who don't dish out compliments very yeah. willingly, especially mm. stuff that comes from the Pinko Lefty BBC <laughs> as, as they see it. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, where people, we were always teased beforehand about, oh, you know, make make sure you get the BBC beret department to come by and make sure all the berets look completely ridiculous mm. um, because nobody wears their beret properly on a or whatever. But, right, of course, yeah. none of our guys wore berets because they get their head blown off. Right. Um, but, um, but, yeah, so it is interesting, isn't it, how you can... Yeah. You, there's a fight... We often say to people, write what you know... But especially, and you also we say, don't write what you know, and that's also advice in your mm. book, isn't yeah. it? Write what you don't know. Write what you which don't is know. What you did in yeah. Blue Stone Four too. Um, but also, if you have a, if you have insights into a world, it is mm. worth thinking: could this be a show? If you can write a show about what it's like to be a surgeon, or what mm. it's like to be a, a lifeboat guard, you know what it's mm. like to be, you know, this is what it's really like. There's the version that people think. And then mm-hmm. there's the real version, and I'm going to give them the real version. It's going to be darkly funny. Then great. There's also a show in the postcard version of what it's like to be a, a lifeboatman mm-hmm. that people who work in lifeboats will find irritation. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, <clears throat> especially the comedy writer who's, yeah. uh, who's turned lifeboat person, who then sees the yeah. lifeboats. Uh, so um, yeah.
1: So anyway, um, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of an interesting kind of yeah. uh, thing that I felt about the Good Place. I just thought. Oh I'm I'm too close to this and I yeah. have to uh have to get away from it. Yeah. Um we could also um so Craig Sheldon asked us are uh, you still doing the first 10 pages read? Well, to which the answer is well
0: yes we just did fun. You have to be a Patreon sitcom geeks uh uh subscriber su- subscriber to do those at uh, a particular level. Yeah. Um so if you if you look on
1: our Patreon page then you will see that um That uh, if you join us in a particular way, we can read your first 10 pages and then we we record like a 10 minute exclusive episode, uh, which is only listened to by our Patreon subscribers. So um, if you think that that's something you would like uh, to do, then Mm -hmm.
0: join us on Patreon. Please do. Okay, just uh, got a couple more. Uh, questions. I've uh, got one from Alexander uh, MJ Smith. And uh, he asks, what are some key things to consider when attempting to write a radio pilot for the first time? And if I love to th- say when attempting to write a radio pilot. <laughs>
1: I love that. No, no, don't <laughs> attempt to write one. Just write one. It's yeah, fine.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, and if you fancy really getting into it, how might you go about adapting one from your own already written TV pilot? What's the idea that we... Take stuff that's been rejected and try it somewhere else yes no that's all that's all very legitimate yeah um well, we are actually funnily enough, we are just trying to write a radio pilot at the moment, yes aren't we, really? we are yes, uh, on our
1: soup to Nut series, which we mentioned earlier yeah. um, but uh, I think the key things to think about when writing a radio pilot um is in a way the basic rules still apply you need characters and journeys and quests and stakes and mm. a situation you need a you know you, you need a show that you think you can write yeah but also the extra thing is you need to be slightly aware of the of the audience mm. so if you have a radio if you have a tv sitcom there's a there's a bbc1 version of that idea and a bbc2 yeah. and 3 version an ITV two version, not an ITV one <laughs> yeah. version, at the moment. Channel sadly, 4 version. there's a Channel Four version. There's a Sky version. There's yeah. a Dave version. Yeah, yeah. Um, Good, all fair points. You know, so you, there's a UK Gold yeah. version. Yeah.
0: Um, however, think, a radio yeah.
1: sitcom. There is a Radio Four version, mm. and that's about it. Yeah. Audible is probably open for business, and that's worth considering. But I would say your first point of call should probably be BBC Radio yeah. and BBC Radio Four is the biggest, biggest hmm. commissioner of, of comedy pretty much in the UK.
0: The, I think, um, having said that, there are the sort of the fairly obvious points that are um, always worth repeating, and I think we have said them before. But certainly, I mean, obviously one thing with a radio sitcom is you can go anywhere, be any time, you can make a costume drama. No, you can't. Uh, on radio. No, no? Okay. they don't want those. Okay. I checked. All right, genuinely. Unless you're somebody famous or you've got yeah. somebody famous to be in it.
1: Yeah, maybe. no possibly, but they the, they still are quite specific and I actually tested this out recently. Mm. Um and uh for some reason I still don't understand um they are still slightly allergic and they may have one show set in the past. If they've got one, they don't want another one
0: okay uh they All right. kept, well, you could have they it kept trying to cancel yeah.
1: bleak expectations True. on at least two occasions yeah
0: um
1: and so uh but in terms of what you're saying, you know the scope of radio is you can go anywhere yeah. and do anything, and the format can be mm. completely unsitcom like yeah.
0: um you, you can, don't, com- yeah you don't basically have to worry about set design, you can be in the most sumptuous palace or whatever, so that that um that that's the first obvious. Well, not so obvious it appears now, but uh, um, I mean the other thing to say is they are not actually making any sitcoms at all this year. That's just um, that that's that's. Uh What's happening? This the this commissioning round. They're not actually commissioning sitcoms, so it'll be another year before. So I think that also a yeah. bit of a backlog, and there's yeah, lots.
1: And yeah. it in radio, writer for radio is now very, very competitive. Yeah,
0: even more competitive than than it has been before. Um, Way more. I've had yeah. three
1: shows in a row turned down on radio now. All right. And I I have had three Sony awards. Um, yeah. and I'm quite experienced and that, True. no, that doesn't get you a show on radio Four no, anymore. No, and I'm absolutely. not saying that in a, uh, yeah. well, it's me way, but as in it's pretty competitive. Yeah. Um, yeah. and noticeably harder now than it was when I was mm. doing this sort of 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but there is the audible route as well. Yeah. It's but where the, other, yeah. out.
0: the other thing I was going to mention is, you know, just, uh, in thinking about the voices, uh, then you know that you're going to um, you're going to want uh, the, the the fact that you're going to want different sounding voices because mm. you can't see people obviously, and so you have to think a little bit more about uh, you. you th- 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 this will help you possibly when you're at the early starting out ideas stage. You know what other characters have we got? Somebody who's sounds working class or somebody who sounds posh or whatever or somebody who's got a more northern accent or a Scottish, you know, what... Differentiating sound is important. It Um, does actually, I mean, it sounds strange to say this but you know what does us having a character with a scottish accent what does that do yeah. to your show and it's yeah. it's a lot more the answer is a lot more than if yeah. you have a scottish person on your tv pilot yeah. and it doesn't so. and it
1: also you can help it along by making it look different on the page rather than just one one note somewhere saying this yeah. person could be scottish yeah. uh, you kind of want to give them even more pronounced different speech passion patterns and that kind yeah. of stuff as well Right. Um, we should probably wrap this up so we've we got should. time for um, one more question. Yeah, shall we go semi improvised sitcoms?
0: Uh, yes. Okay. Actually, well, there, there's one um, and just one other because this is a, uh, something that. Um, uh, also just a uh, quickly uh, question about from Chris Ballard about social media encouraging single gag comedy even with popular sites like daily mash it's all about the headline is this a long term threat to long form comedy um, i'd say it's more a, a symptom of the changing world than uh, than a threat in itself i think if anything it's a kind of it's an encouraging thing and a more the more stuff that's out there that's encouraging people to write comedy then hopefully that can start to build something on the internet at the moment the internet is the wild west yeah. in terms of comedy uh nobody knows i mean the commissioning system is is not in a healthy shape at all the, the, the itv bbc whatever so we're all the time we're looking for new ways to, to get comedy out there if there are people and there are actually sites out there and they're actually paying people to write jokes uh and there are quite a few uh then you know that's that's better than people giving away their jokes for free on twitter um and it's also better than there being nothing at all so i'm kind of i'm clutching at straws here i realize but, but well I, I, think, I, I think but it, I,
1: I think we can yeah. be I think comedy, yeah, I think you can zero in on this sort of gag-based version of comedy, and I, yeah. and I think but the thing is comedy used to be pretty gag-based, yeah. um, especially before television,
0: mm-hmm. uh, which
1: got quite hungry for longer form stuff. Yeah. so variety musical stuff, a lot of it was gag-based. Yeah. Um, and so I would say also at the same time, there's no um, other, other forms of things are going longer again. So mm. YouTube videos are getting longer and longer and longer. Yeah. I watched one the other day over three nights that was three and a half hours long. Mm. Um, wow. And, uh, you know, Jordan Peterson videos are two hours talking about the book of Genesis. Right. Um, and YouTube are, are intentionally pushing people towards longer content and recommending mm-hmm. longer content because right. they know that people are just now watching it like it's television. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, we've got the box set yeah. still. And people, you know, you've got hour long programs on Netflix and 10 episodes in a series. And it's effectively one story told over five years with 50
0: episodes. So. Well, that's the same with my 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 uh, kids, the uh, twelve-year-olds, who you know they get m- an awful lot of their comedy in sort of two-minute bursts on their phones. But they will happily sit through hundreds of forty-minute long episodes of Gilmore Girls or six series of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So yeah. they, you know they 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 are still getting their long-form uh, yeah. hit really. Yeah.
1: I think our final question, we should make uh, an episode in its own right. Um, And that will be uh, from our friend uh, Paco, who says, semi-improvised sitcoms. Why? Why? (laughs) Uh, I have a lot of... You're pushing against an open door here. Um, Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be better to workshop a script before shooting than shooting for much longer than needed? Is the risk really worth it? Is the fun being had on set translatable... To the future audience. Well, mm. I think next time we are together, Dave, yeah. we should talk about that. Definitely, Because yeah. also that's yeah. a very good way of making your own sitcom and making your own content as well. Mm-hmm. And it's worth thinking, do you need to do all the hard work beforehand or does something a bit magic happen mm. when you start filming? Yeah, I, I'm not sure I know the answer to that. So no. let's let's have a think. OK, that's for the next episode when mm. Dave and I are together. We've got lots more interviews. To come as well, so um, so keep listening for those. And there are, you can also get access to these interviews that we've got coming up uh, straight away if you join us on Patreon. There's the first ten pages as well. There's the soup to nuts. There's lots of reasons to support the show.
0: Yeah, um, and You can follow us as well. You can follow us on Twitter, uh, Sitcom Geeks, or uh, Facebook as well. And we, we do, um, we, we, we put content on there as well. Yeah. And so... Um, and you can go back, uh, and, yeah.
1: and if you've just joined us recently, you can go back and listen to over 100 episodes oh, no. of, uh, of the show. Mm. Um, and hopefully the quality has slightly improved. <laughs> Technically, there's been a little bit of gurgling under the bottom of this one. Sorry about that. It's because I've had to plug in my power cable into my um, recorder because the battery was starting to fail so sorry about the gurgling but um, but hopefully it added to the ambience. Mm, anyway <laughs> thank, thank you very much, much for listening. Okay. Speak <laughs> to you soon. Bye. Bye bye